Hey guys, welcome to the Triple Threat Review. Just kidding, go. Learning the It's the best intro we've ever had. Hey guys, welcome to the Triple Threat Review. I'm your host, Matthew Allen. Was by Michael Jackson? No, it was Dirty Diana by Michael Jackson. You need to get on your MJ, brother. I'm sorry, I can't tell by you just going... It's like, Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Triple Threat Review. You can tell we're ending the show. We don't give a shit. I'm your host, Matthew Allen. Joined with me is Wynn, Brantley, and Ron Fox. Guys, how are y'all? Much better now that you quit singing. That's true. My headache is kind of slowly going away. Yes, for saying It might be because sad. of all the pills I took, but, you know. No, I'm just kidding. All the drugs you took. All, all, that, all, I- that, all, that, all that CDB. Yeah, that's it. You took so many CDs today. Yeah, all the Delta 8. <laughs> Anyways, guys, only four more episodes. Damn, damn it. Man. God, dude. Dude, And we got demonetized. Sleep. Fuck you, Anchor. <laughs> We're just getting right into it. Might as well. Anyways, let's cover a doozy. This is a doozy. TLC 2010. It's the second TLC pay-per-view to happen. First First one sucked. Yeah. Well, all of them sucked. Can you name a good TLC? TLC 2010. I think it was genuinely okay. Like, it was not bad. I have nothing to add to this argument. We know. We know. <laughs> what has changed? Anyways, December 19th, 2010 is when this event happens. Of course, if, in case you couldn't tell, we're near Christmas, because the opening theme of the video package is Trans-Siberian Orchestra to a Christmas theme. Shut the hell up, Santa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, really? It's like a commercial, like a Nissan commercial during Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you see Ray jumping off ropes, and you got Edge, like, putting Paul Bear in a meat the locker. 2011 Nissan Altima. You just see five Nissan Altimas all red <laughs> driving past them. It just intensifies. There will be violence. Tables. Chairs. And the brand new 2013 Nissan Altima. $6,000 down. 0% APR. <laughs> <laughs> um... Live from Houston, Texas, yes, in the sir. Toyota Center with an attendance of mm, ten thousand. Ryan, I would love you to be a part of this. What's the attendance? Twelve grand. Eleven thousand five hundred. Look at ah. you, man, with the buy rate of one hundred ninety-five thousand. Quite, quite a drop from two thousand nine. Not as bad as December to November. That is true. Sorry, I had a stroke. <laughs> um, I think the event in 2010 got 258,000 buys? Or, 200, or had a buy rate of 258,000. You mean so. 2009? 2009, that's what I meant. Yeah. Or no, 228, sorry. Um, so guys, let's get right into it with a dark match. I don't know. But I'll have to guess, because you make me. Absolutely. That's the, Look, we're, we're bringing back old gimmicks to the show, Old brother. gimmicks? We never stopped doing this. We kind of did. We didn't do it at all for WCW, because there wasn't dark matches. <laughs> that's true. Anyways... Think of 2010. Daniel Bryan's got to be in there. Yeah, he was He was in a lot of dark matches at this point. Yes. He, he was in the dark match at Mania the, the next year. Uh, Daniel Bryan and... Some Shit. other lonely mid-corner. Sin Cara? No. no Sin Cara oh, he's not, not here yet. He's not in the company. Damn. Go on, Ryan. Well, I know. Oh, damn. Oh, you. You. Should, I, should I, I know who it, it is? I mean, he's a legacy. Do you want me? Do you want me to? Is it, is it Cody? Do you want me to sing the theme? Is it Ted DiBiase? It is. <laughs> Junior. I, yeah, I was about to say Presley. 
yes. Um, I looked at it earlier today. It is Ted DiBiase versus Daniel Bryan for the U.S. title. Jesus Christ, your U.S. <laughs> titles on the pre-show. And by the way, uh, dark Ted, pre-show. Ted DiBiase is uh, doing the Million Dollar Man gimmick. What? Oh, yeah. And he had. Uh, do you guys know who his valet was? Who his manager or his female at the time? It was Maurice. That's right. They were kayfabe married. Were they married? I thought I thought they were just kayfabe dating. Were they, they were kayfabe married. That okay. So I couldn't buy pay per views back in 2010 because you know parents strict wrestling violence. That's, that's when you just steal their credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to get my ass kicked. Mommy will never know. Yeah, they'll they'll never see that sixty dollar charge. But um, so I was never never. You know, WWE.com did a did a live chat. With, and Howard Finkel hosted it. Like, he was in the live yeah. chat giving updates. Every now and then, uh, he would have a wrestler come in. Maurice came in, and Ted DiBiase came in, and they were just talking about how they were happily married. I'm like, I wonder why y'all are here so early. That's why. Because they were on the dark match. <laughs> they were on the dark match. <laughs> now I know why. Not even a pre-show. Jesus Christ, Cesaro looks jacked. As always. Walked, um, down, the, walked down the ramp and just threw his shirt. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I thought he had the stripper pants. I thought he was gonna. <laughs> I would I would I would have popped for that. That'd have been I'd have funny. popped. Um, Daniel Bryan wins, of course, uh, in a five and a half minute match. So I probably was okay. And also, it's weird to think like because I talk about I love Ted DiBiase Jr. He's only in the company for like three more years after this. Isn't he like going through some like scandal right now? Or I something? think like that? I think him and his dad are going through a scandal because I think his brother ended up stealing a little bit of money. <laughs> Just a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Just like, a few hundred like, thousand. Like a sprinkle of embezzlement. <clears throat> <laughs> and maybe like a smidge of fraud. But <laughs> innocent until proven guilty. Am I right? No, he definitely did it. Um, let's get to the opening match. It's a triple threat. <laughs> Ladder match for the uh. Intercontinental title. Which, by the way, my favorite looking title. The Oval Intercontinental title. My favorite looking belt. I like the I like the classic white strap. That's fair. By far. Getting I also off. like the new one. Yeah. The new one is pretty good. By far, by far, uh, it is. It is Kofi Kingston, Jack Swider, and Dolph Ziggler. Check one, two. Oh, oh yeah! yeah! Sorry, headphone users. And then you have Dolph. Ziggler. If there's anybody listening, yeah. Then you have Dolph Ziggler. I am perfection. And he's. I forgot he was being accompanied by. Bring it on! <laughs> Was this was he accompanied by uh, Langston and or this no? Is, am I two years early? You're two, yeah, two years. Jeez, early. man, this is the Vicky Guerrero stage. Excuse me, because Cooter. Excuse what? me. What? That was her gimmick. I thought you said Cooter. I love how angry. Thought you said Cooter. I like Cougar Brown. I, I, I didn't mean to, but I sounded like offended that you <laughs> yeah. said. that. How dare you? How dare I? Man. Oh, man. Let's get right into... I was like, Cooter was her gimmick. What the fuck do you mean by that? Let's get right into the match. Dolph Ziggler's the champion, which, of course, Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler, and Matt Stryker had to mention every time. Jesus. Well, you know, the champion's advantage is thrown out the windows. They have to climb a ladder, and then Matt Stryker's... That's right. The ladder was invented in 1796 (laughs) by Christopher Columbus and Paul Newman. (laughs) I was hoping you would have said, like, Christopher Ladder or something like that. (laughs) By step and metal. Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard how running was invented by a dude named like John Running? Yeah, he tried to walk twice. I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what that means. It means he tried to walk twice. <laughs> I feel like running would have been invented when someone was being chased by an animal. No, they just spend. They, they, they just <laughs> walk. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> they, oh. they do the Santino walk. <laughs> 
Because like I see their friend running, you're like, how the, how the hell do you do that? Dude, you're a witch! <laughs> you're walking three times, my God! Um, well, you float if I put you in the lake. We'll burn you at the stake. <laughs> what? That's how they would test if someone was a witch or not. Put him in the lake. Do it like Randy on My Name is Earl did it, where he just like threw a bucket of water on the next door neighbor. He's like, come on, melt, bitch! <laughs> like, <laughs> But they would, they'd take a woman, tie her up, throw her in the lake. If she floated, she was a witch, so they burned her. If you didn't float, you weren't a witch. <laughs> okay, now tell me how... What if she you... couldn't swim? You're like, oh, she's not well, floating. No, you're but tied she's, up. She's, she's dead now. Yeah, that's exactly what would happen. Pretty much. So even if you're so not a witch... So they're killing either way. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, either way, they're just like... See, I don't, think, I don't think there was no such thing as witches. I think they just really hated women. <laughs> I feel like... Oh, witch! Literally, <laughs> you can, like, if you stubbed your toe, you could accuse... The neighbor's wife of being a witch. Oh, Dude, I, it's like, I so want to do that now. <laughs> I wonder when they that's like not. It's, you sure? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if like they got called witches when like they try to get like voting rights <laughs> in the 1900s. Yeah, probably not. We want rights. Witchcraft. <laughs> it's like a 200 year difference there. We we want equality. Witch. Witch. <laughs> I'm kidding. I support equal rights. Please don't cancel me. We don't need the one percent women to just stop listening to the show, dude. One percent out of like five thousand. Yeah. We so love, like, we love you, but you will burn at the stake. Let's let's, <laughs> let's, get, let's guess their names: Casey, JC, Macy, Alyssa. I don't know. I'm just guessing women. Karen. Names. Oh, dude, they better not be off. Karen listening to this show. Anyway, we've not even talked about ladder the match. match. Jack Swagger, right. Kofi, and Dolph. There's a ladder match. Um, decent action. Uh, there's one thing, though, that is different from the others, and it's Jack Swagger. <laughs> he shouldn't have been in this match at all. You give me a one-on-one match with Kofi and you know, you've Dolph. Got, you've got three future world champions in this match. No, you have one former. Swagger already won the world title like six oh, months ago. Oh, yeah. And then <clears throat> Dolph wins it in 2011, like on a technicality. <laughs> well, then he won, he won it again. Yeah, so he's a two-time. So, I, I forget Dolph's a two-time world <laughs> champion. And there's Kofi. So, um, solid match. We do see Vicky try to climb the ladder. That always works. And then Kofi wanted to tip her off the ladder, but was stopped by Jack Swider. That would have been a show. Swider applies an echo lock on Kingston while trying to climb the ladder. Then we see Ziddler attempt to grab the title. And, of course, is stopped by Kofi. Uh, we then see Ziddler locked on the sleeper hole. Remember when he, that was his finish? Oh yeah, the that was sleeper terrible. hold. Ugh. Um, it Kofi manages to escape. We see Kofi try to grab the title when Swider goes up the ladder. Both of them unhook the belt, and it fell. Ziggler then takes the opportunity to retrieve the title and retain the Intercontinental Championship. In a, solid, I didn't even know. I didn't even know who was champion going into this match. In a solid nine minutes. Well, if you'd listened to me earlier, I'd have told you. Oh, he did. Dick. That's great. Congratulations. What do you think of the open match? Thought it was a very underrated ladder match, personally. I hate you so much. Actually, to be honest, like the two ladder matches that are on this card are very underrated ladder matches. If only there wasn't more sucky things on this card. Like, well, we'll get to that. <clears throat> Who, what, what, are you, <laughs> what are you, the host, Ryan? Do you, Ryan, do you know what the sucky things are in, in, on the card? Well, let's hear it, buddy. Let's yeah, the next match. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wait—is the next match the uh, the tables match? It is. What did you just think of the ladder match? It was okay. It's pretty good. It was fun. Like I said, if Jack Swagger wasn't in it, I think I would be a little more excited. I just I hated Jack Swagger at this point. Not because he's a good heel; it's just he had go away heat for me. 
It's like, we did it. All American, American, American. You do push ups. You have a lisp. I don't care. Go away. Because he tried the Chris Jericho suit gimmick when he turned heel and won the belt. <sighs> Hated it. Hated it when Eric Young did it. Hated it when Miz did it. Everybody that tried to copy Jericho's 09 heel run, I, I from then on, hated it. Yeah. And poor Eric Young tried to do it with like the global championship in TNA. My man's trying to do it with a King of the Mountain title. Like, <clears throat> you should take me as a serious threat. Not when you got supposedly, Magnus over there. Just <laughs> Supposedly it was Jericho's idea for Swagger to do the suit and tie thing. Oof. What an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that guy's stupid. He doesn't know shit about the business. Bad idea from bad creative. Ah! ah! Uh, Moving on. We get a Divas Tag Team Tables The match. first women's tables match. Divas. They're not women yet. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, like another two or three years? We're If we're going... No, it's like another five. Oh, jeez. <laughs> if we're going down... Guys, we're going down sweat. <laughs> They're not women yet, brother. Anyway, Ryan's it's about to channel his inner 2019 Ryan and just go ham. <laughs> it's a Divas Tag Team Tables match. It is Beth Phoenix and Natalia, which had a tag name. What was it? The, was it the Divas of Doom? Blonde, sure. something like that. Girls, and they were taking on uh, Lay no. Cool, who, by the way, in their entrance. Like they they were they were doing a good job selling the fact that oh my god this is dangerous we shouldn't be in a tables match, but they acted like they've never seen a table before. Like I'm pretty sure like probably didn't. Like just a ra- just imagine like a monkey in a lab, like learning how to use like an object that humans use, and they just like like they don't know how to use it. That's what they look like walking around the tables. I tried to explain that the best way. <laughs> I don't think it was the best. Did you understand it? It was the worst way. Possible. Sure. <laughs> Huh? I think you might have chose the worst way possible. Also, do you, do you think what I said was bad? Sure. Also, is this Good. when <laughs> is this when Natalia had the farting gimmick? No, was she that was like oh wait. No, that was no. No, no, no wait. She was redheaded. The farting gimmick was when she was blonde. I feel like it had to be around this time. I feel like if I picture it in my head, because I don't think I watched or even cared about this story. If I'm picturing it in my head, I feel like this story began because Natalia farted on Lake Cool. Or I want that to be the story. She, like, crop dusted them back. That's what I'm hoping it is. I actually think... Th- now, that stinks. Like, oh, tables match. Perfect story. Blood <laughs> feud. Let's just not go for a fart in a jar on a pole. Fart in a jar on a pole. The first person to open it and sniff it loses. <laughs> someone, uh, someone upgraded their flashbangs on St. Tremory. <clears throat> their fart bangs, am I right? No, they're... Can we stop talking about this? In a jar. <laughs> um, saying, this had to be the farting gimmick, right? Sure. Are you looking this up right now? I need to, probably. <laughs> no. Oh, God. I gotta look up Natalia fart gimmick. Can I talk about the tables match? You know, lead, lead the tables match. I will lead the tables match because I remember in the last episode... Well, no. We didn't, we didn't say this was going to be our next episode in the last episode. Earlier this week, <laughs> I was talking crap about it. I'm like, isn't this the pay-per-view where, you know, it's the first Divas tables match and there's like a really sucky finish to it I take back everything I said this was a good match I legitimately enjoyed this match it was not bad hell yeah it <laughs> Ryan stoked <laughs> <laughs> like there were there were some pretty cool I mean there were, at the beginning of the match Matt Strucker like mentioned 
Michelle McCool is a school teacher. And school teachers are brilliant. So she's the smartest in the match. She's seen more words than her, so therefore smarter. Stryker said that, right? Yeah, and he's uh, his gimmick was a school teacher. No, team. he was a legit former school He was a legit teacher. former school teacher. Because he got fired from teaching because he took off too many days to work indie shows. What a uh, mark. At one point, in the, <laughs> they did a really good job with like the false finishes. Like, so we're like... They knock him off the apron and they jump over the table rather than go through it. Um, there was a double sharpshooter. What? Sharpshooter. I said sharp. I, I, I know what I said. I know. There was a double sharpshooter. It was a fart shooter. Oh, God. Um, double sharpshooter. Uh, they had a custom table. It was pink. It was pink. Didn't it have something drawn on it? Along with it the had pink? Lay Cool on it. And, like, they basically... What are those type of cartoons that are made to make people look like... A caricature? Yes. And instead of Lay Cool, it said Lay Fool. You think Jerry Lawler did that? I've always wondered that. Because Jerry Lawler's a, an artist. That's right, he is. I, I wonder. I doubt. No, because he would have he like... <laughs> he would have he marked out for the table. Like, oh, they're going to that table! <laughs> Wonderful! Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't think he did it. Then, you know, I, think he did, I don't think he does caricature. I think he does like real art and... Like portraits and stuff. So what I, are you trying to say? That he can't do it. Trying to say character is an art. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> right, you do it. Moving on. Uh, moving on. This uh, the match ended. They were trying to hit a double suplex on Natalia. Well, yeah, they were trying to hit a double suplex on Natalia through the table from the top rope. <clears throat> Get this. Natalia knocks both of them off onto the table, and it doesn't break. <clears throat> so she just does a dive on them. And actually, I I crapped on that in spot earlier this week. I like it. It's a cooler moment than them just falling off the top rope through a table. Yeah. I like it better because they had to set it up. The table didn't officially break. And that like kind of built the anticipation for the... F- so the table didn't break the first time? That's what I, f- that's oh, what I said. I know how oh, they feel. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they didn't land on their head though. <laughs> I've landed yeah. on my head. Yeah. On a Me table? Too. That's true. No, off the table, onto the mat. Yeah, you know. Anyways, uh, February 2012 is when Natalia started farting. (laughs) (laughs) First time ever. That's the most research I've done for this show. When did Natalia fart? (laughs) All right, you take it away. I'm done. We did the end spot, which I do. I would have. The end spot was cooler, but I would have been, like, more cool with. Get, I would be more lay cool. She should have hit a sharpshooter through the table. Or just do a double powerbomb with Beth. Where was Beth in the finish? I love how he completely disregards that I said sharpshooter through a table. I know, I, I, I know. He tried to ignore it. I wasn't going to let him. Nine and a half minutes. Let him. Nine and a half minutes. Um, I, I thought it was okay. Not great. Pretty long, too. It it, long yeah, it went, it went pretty long. Um, no. Also, this features two of the worst Tiva's gimmicks in WWE history. Does it? You got farting Natalia, and then in 2004 when Michelle McCool debuted, you want to know her gimmick? She debuted do... in 04? My God. So she would do vignettes of her like running on a beach or like watching a carnival, whatever. Stupid stuff. <laughs> and it's like, hi, I'm Michelle McCool, and I'm loving life. Wow. That was it. That's some deep. She was just that's loving some life. depth to that character. She was just loving life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um,. Overall, what did you guys think of the tables match? I mean, it was long. I thought it was pretty good. Fair enough. Ryan, did you enjoy Lay Cool? Yeah. And they didn't have the first ever Women's Hell in a Cell match until, like, what, six years later? 2016, yeah. When did they have the steel cage match? Had that already been done at this time? 
Did Leda and Trish have a Star Trek Expedition? Ooh. I don't know. If... I'll have to look that up. Not now. But I, I believe either Leda and Trish had one, or <clears throat> they don't do it until Alexa Bliss and, like, Becky have one. I feel one. like I haven't seen any ladder matches. <clears throat> I feel like I've seen TLC matches, but I haven't seen any women's ladder matches. Money in the Bank? Oh, yeah, but, like... <clears throat> oh, like a one-on-one thing, or... Yeah. Fair enough. I can't remember if they're... Oh, no, actually, fun fact, I think Beth Phoenix and Mickey James are the first one ever in OVW. Wait, OVW? Really? I'm pretty sure it was Beth Phoenix and Mickey James. I know Beth Phoenix was involved. You know, it may have been Beth Phoenix and So they didn't Maddie. think to, you know, we should do this on TV. It'd be okay, very did groundbreaking. You, did you want to see Kelly Kelly and Tori Wilson in a ladder match? <laughs> actually, no. <laughs> All right. Because, mind you, in O... 2004, Lita and Victoria had a cage match. Okay, fair enough. The way Ryan set up for that, I thought he was going to read for like a long time. It reminds, me, just... it reminds me of when Dwight had to like state his regret right, from right. the office. This he... week's classic match was a historic <clears throat> moment for WWE's <throat> women's division. I didn't do shit! What do you... <laughs> As it was the company's <laughs> first steel cage match between two women. On November 23rd, 2004. The only reason he's doing Lita this is because I, Victoria I made fun of him for not reading longer. On a unique episode of Monday Night Raw. While new stipulations for WWE women's matches in the present day are usually intentionally chosen to make history or assigned by authority figures when they think when they think they fit a feud just between not just just between not between anybody just between the company's first women's steel cage match came about entirely by chance november 23rd was a special raw roulette episode of wwe's flagship show like they didn't like they didn't actually script that to happen a gimmick dreamed oh, up i guess by... you'll have to have a tables ladders and flaming barbed wire match sorry tory wilson anyways continue bud ah, that's too much at some no, point, Christian going. was in the cage. Hey, Christian Cage. Foreshadow- <laughs> foreshadowing. Or a throwback, because he was Christian Cage before he came to WWE. Ah! He was a huge Nick Cage fan. Oh, apparently, Jeff Hart- or Matt Hardy ran into the ring like he was... Here we go. <clears throat> Victoria took the opportunity to crawl out the doorway and pick up the win. Hardy. Don't know which one. Matt Hardy? See- Jeff Hardy? Except I see Matt right Jeff there. So. Uh... Looking like he might attack Lita, but Christian appeared to make the save for the woman who would soon become his storyline love interest. There you go. Can we move on to Kane's uh, vignette backstage? <clears throat> I can't. Oh, by the way, Beth Phoenix had a ladder match with Katie Lee Burchill. Oh my OVW. god. Yeah, how about that for a match? Actually, Katie Lee is decent. It's just surprising. It's just, then she did the incest gimmick in WWE. And then she did the <clears throat> lesbian gimmick in TNA, so. Where she drugged Angelina Love. Um, I remember that. That's when my parents told me to stop watching wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that Kane segment. Go ahead and tell me about the Kane vignette. <sighs> Notes. Was he talking about fire? Mayor Kane? He was talking about how, when I was a kid, I never had a Christmas. Well, Kane, maybe if you wouldn't have burned down the house. Burned down the funeral home. And the funeral home. I thought I thought I thought it was just the funeral. No, because Taker has told stories. Uh, saw little Kane coming down the stairs with the lighter fluid. Well, Paul Bear also told a story about. <laughs> like he, was, he was coming down the stairs in his left hand with a bottle of lighter fluid. I've also in heard. The other hand was a flamethrower. I've also heard <laughs> where he got them from. I do not know. Is that supposed to be Taker? <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> just talking in a deep voice. 
I've also heard Paul Bear tell stories about like how him and Tater's mama. He's like, that's right. I was in there in the funeral home. I saw Tater. I saw Mrs. Tater come down there. Half a bologna sandwich in her mouth. Just like, just like, hold on. When did this turn into white trash, Paul Bear? Like, uh, she she looked real good out of the smell of the embalming fluid, and she was cold too. I said, well, what? What? But he said he was going to celebrate Christmas this year, and he's got three new toys to play with: tables, ladders, and chairs. And this, this is great. He's like, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna play with him with, with Edge, with Ray, and then this is how he says Alberto's name, Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> and then he starts destroying everything, screaming "Merry Christmas!" And they didn't give him any good props to like destroy. They, they gave him like wrapped up Christmas lights. Like if they would have given him like, give me a, a tree, a tree, some boxes you can break through. That's a tree. On but instead, he's just like throwing shit around, and it looks like he looked like he was having a hard time. Give me like a little like plastic Santa. Throw Santa around. <laughs> Shut the hell up, Santa. <laughs> You're going for a ride. After that, it is now time for the WWE Tag Team Championship match. I skipped the hell out of this. I don't even have this on my notes. <laughs> it is the champions. You know, actually, let's have a little fun here. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Who are the tag champions in, oh my God. In, in December of 2010? Is it Nexus members? Nexus members are in the match. They're not tag champions. Okay, so it's Otunga and Gabriel. No, the members of the match is Gabriel and Heath Slater. They're taking on the Tad Champions, which is the team of... It's not Legacy. No, they're broken up. Crime Time's broken up. Jericho's broken up. DX is broken up. Oh my god. When you when you hear it, you, you'll be very upset, I think. Don't... Uh, uh, don't... I, uh, who the Ryan's looking it up. No, he's not. He's just, <laughs> uh, oh, he's he's really looking hard at his phone. Yeah. Uh, can you give me a hint? Oh, it's Santino Morella and uh, uh, I didn't I didn't totally skip this match. Uh, Doesn't count. Uh, yeah, it was Vla- it's, it's it's Vladimir Kozlov. Yeah, that's the bad <clears throat> champions. <laughs> yeah. They take on Nexus members Justin Gabriel and Heath Slater. The match went back and forth with Gabriel and Slater tagging in and out regularly. Eventually, Gabriel and Slater were disqualified when fellow Nexus members Michael McGillicuddy interfered because this is the beginning of the genesis of the genesis of the start of McGillicuddy. Afterwards, the rest of the Nexus just attacked Marilla and Kozlov until Nexus leader Wade Barrett arrived with a steel chair and attacked both of them with it. Um, what did you guys think of the tag match? I didn't watch. Don't care. Disappointed not, not, it wasn't Sabu. Not good. <laughs> you wanted it to be Sabu and Santino Morella. Great pairing. <laughs> um, it, not great. I think it... Mind you, this is the tag division we're talking about here. Is there I'm any, well aware. Is there any other tag teams? Besides uh, these two? <clears throat> Airboom? <clears throat> no, that's 2011, 2012. John Cena and David Otunga already ran their course. Uh... And our truth and Kofi don't team up for another year or two. Truth and Morrison? Didn't they break up around this time? Or did they break, did they they break, break up they in break 2010? In 2011. Were they teaming at this point? In December of 2010? I don't know. I'm guessing. You watched. <laughs> what? You watched? You watched it? Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, yeah, well t- to be fair, you have like 300 pairings for the Nexus. Hey, we're going to go Cuddy and Husky Harris. Otunda, Gabriel. We can go... I don't know. It's still Wade Barrett in a shoe. I mean, put a wristband on him. Um, 
the tag division just sucked, and I think that's why I really hated it. Because this is the best you could offer. Uh, so not a very good match. Um, moving on, let's get to an- another matchup. It is a number one contenders ladder match. Winner gets a shot at the WWE title. <coughs> John Morrison taking on the Celtic Warrior King Sheamus because he won King of the Ring on our last episode we did in 2010, which is our November 29th episode overall. Which is also where Jerry Lawler had his one and only WWE title shot. So, thanks Ron for choosing that storyline. Yep. Um, <laughs> Downfall of the Triple Threat. <laughs> lots of crazy spots in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they used the ladder pretty well. Uh, we see the end spot of Sheamus trying to grab the contract, but Morrison stops him after brawling. The pair eventually fell with Morrison falling to the outside while Sheamus fell through a bridge ladder. <clears throat> Morrison then climbs the ladder. Sheamus tries to tip him off of it, but Morrison delivers a kick to Sheamus and retrieves the contract tracked to win the match in a solid 19 minutes was this the bump where Seamus went like legs first through the ladder yes oh didn't dude. catch didn't catch any like broke none of his fall yeah this this was a physical match it was really brutal um you don't really see psychology much in ladder matches anymore but Seamus was working the crap out of Morrison's leg yeah <clears throat> yeah um a lot of psychology. I think the last time I saw psycho- a lot of psychology in a ladder match is honestly probably Benoit Jericho at the Rumble in 2001. Because they were like, I think Jericho was attacking the arm, Benoit was attacking like the legs. I mean, they both use psychology to try and, I guess, hurt their opponent. Psychology. Psychology needs you. So, uh, not a bad match. I think, honestly, uh, between the ladder matches of the show, this is my favorite one. Well, yeah. Um... Morrison so, doing some parkour and stuff. Yeah, very solid. Uh, did you guys like this little Morrison kind of like main event run? Mm-hmm. If he had it now, I'd be more excited. So he wins this match, and on the first episode of Raw, the new year, he faces Miz for the title in a Falls Count Anywhere match, and, and it was really and then good. loses. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think I think if he oh he does a, he does a skull crushing finale to him on the WWE logo on the stage. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think. If Morrison had his character ability he had in Lucha Underground, or even that he has now, I would have loved him <clears> a lot more. It's just that he hadn't—he didn't really have much of a character. So, hey, I do parkour. I'll let Jim Morrison push me. Um, so that's probably why I wasn't a fan of it. I agree. But was he over? I mean, was he honestly? Was yes, he, he was. Over? Yes, he was. He was getting remember, reactions. I don't remember him being that over. I remember him getting a lot of good reactions. And then you have King Seamus looking like a giant leprechaun. Oh, fella, I'm the king of America. I'm king. I'm the kingiest of the ringiest. Ireland views go down. Um, They're already down to negative 1%. That sounds about right. Next up is a tables match for the WWE title. This was a doozy. It's The Miz with Alex Riley. Oh, A-Rye. Taking on Randy Orton. Uh, don't know why Riley was at ringside. I mean, I guess I am with The Miz... He's been with the Miz, and he's yeah. going to stay with the Miz until Over the Limit next year. When he, that's right. When after Over the Limit, uh, Alex Riley beats the living yeah. hell out of the Miz. He uh, he he repeatedly interfered until Randy Orton power bombs him through a table, which also I've never really seen Orton hit a power bomb until now. It's not not it's not his repertoire. <clears throat> that was his table finisher for like the weeks leading up to TLC, and he he was basically showing us this is what I'm going to do in the match. Yeah, because I'm not hitting an RKO unless which it's off upsetting. of something. Unless it's off of something. I'm not hitting one unless it's off of something or if Cena gives me an AA. <laughs> That's the only time you're going to get an RKO through a table. Yeah. Um, 
So, but of course, he didn't get dropped on his head. Uh, referee got knocked out. Wait, who got dropped on their head? Uh, people. What is he talking about? So, the referee was already knocked out. So, what? Why, what's the point of having the ref take a bump for Riley to go through a table? Uh, do you not remember this? No. He power bombs Riley through the table. Miz comes out of nowhere. Skull crushing finale. Puts Orton on the broken table pieces. Wakes up the ref. Goes. Everyone look at the that's Randy. That's right. I. I and know, then I know I am. Ref rings the bell. Match gets restart. I'll just t- take it from here. By all means. Uh, ref. Re- uh, instant replay. Became becomes a thing in WWE. Uh, they restart the match. And the end spot. I will argue to this day because I was very angry as a kid. <clears throat> does not count. Orton was climbing up on the ring apron, and Miz pushes Alex Riley into Orton. Orton falls through a table. Match over. Miz retains. He did not force his opponent through a table. But he, R- but he forced Riley. He pushed Riley didn't push him. By the transcendent of property. Miz pushed Riley into Orton. Riley he was using a he was using A-Rai as a weapon. No. Miz went full A Rai. You, you have to physically put your no, through Miz table. went physically. Miz went full A Rai. He, did. he used A Rai to physically put it into a table. Okay. Not gonna lie. I'm just telling you what the board of directors told me. Don't know what Shut up. you just said, but I accept. Okay. Um, what did you think of the match? Went 14 minutes. It's not good. Not yeah. good. Agreed. I it's honestly not... wrong winner because you could have had uh, Orton versus Cena in the main event of Mania. <laughs> Instead oh, of you seen didn't it want in Miz. The Miz. <laughs> no, I didn't want Miz. I love Miz, but I didn't like Miz in 2010. Not because he was such a good heel. It was once again that suit clad gimmick. <laughs> Just <laughs> well, it was like two years early. Honest, no, I, no, because 2012. By the time in 2012 with the Miz, he's face. This is he was facing 2013. He's facing late 2012 too. Oh, yeah. By by Raw 1000, I think he's face. And that was in July 2012. Because he beats Christian for the Intercontinental title. Gross. Yeah. And he, he does commentary. Too. Like, it was a weird time. I don't know if he was hurt or anything, but he just he did commentary. It wasn't used much. They let him be face, and it was terrible. I think he turns heel again when he <clears throat> leaves to go film like Christmas Bounty oh, with God. Paige. That's like 2014. When he, that's when he started the Hollywood thing. Um, I didn't like this version of The Miz because it wasn't a very good heel character. It's like, I'm, I'm just a loudmouth annoying I'm awesome. Heel. Yeah, I'm awesome. Oh, it's sorry. not like, hey, I'm I'm a delusional Hollywood A-lister, you know, which is I think the best thing he's done. Yeah, he's doing his best work right now, I'd say. Well, also, also now though, his gimmick's not the oh, I'm a, I'm a actor, you know, and I should be given more respect. It's like, hey, I've been in the business for 15 years, and it's like it's a heel who is like should be a face, but it's like no, 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 you fans did this to me, not anybody, like not the not Vince, you fans held me down, and it's really he recently good. was on Renee Young's podcast talking about it, about the about the title win, yeah, uh, recently, and uh, she was like, so what what'd you do after you won the title? You know, most most people go out and party. What'd you do? He's like he's like I went home to my kids so they could play with the title because I never thought I would win this title ever again after the first time. He said when he should be like a three or four time champion. Oh, four or five. 2016, 2017 would have been a great time to put the belt on. They talked about the promo on Talking Smack. They they said like it was, it sounded like it was pretty much all real the way they were talking about it. Miz no Miz has said that countless times. It was real because it, it the, okay Miz was the IC champion, uh, IC champ, and he was pissed off because he wasn't on TV. Mm-hmm. He said he goes up to Road Dog and says, "Put me on Talking Smack." And Road Dog's like, "Why would you want to be on Talking Smack? Nobody mm-hmm. cares about Talking Smack." He's like, "Put me on Talking Smack." 
he gets on there and he's cutting promos and then he said out of nowhere he said Daniel Bryan said he wrestles like a coward. He said that just set him off and he just tears him a new no. one, dude. But as he was Intercontinental Champion and not being featured on SmackDown at all, like not what? even booked for that episode of SmackDown. And then, dude, when he was like, he's like, he's like, when you retired, you told them you would be back and you didn't come back. He's like, he and Daniel's like, I would come back if they would clear me. He's like, he's like, so you could wrestle if they let you. He's like, yes. He's like. Well, why don't you quit here then? Quit here and go wrestle in the bingo halls. I'm like, damn, dude. He yeah. fucking um, tore his ass up. But that was one of that, especially, and then he gets in the feud with Cena. That's some of Miz's, I think, best work. And mm-hmm. he had the feud with Ziggler at the, around the same time of the Talk to Smack promo. So yeah. uh, that should have led to at least a title shot. Which I don't think he had a, I don't think he had a world title match until Braun was Universal Champion. I don't think he had a title match at all up until Braun won the title in 2020. Who, Miz? A world title match. Did he, did, he, did he challenge for the world title at all during that time? The only world title match that Miz had was a dark match on SmackDown that me and my good buddy Ryan went to. Well, he had the handicap match with Braun. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, singles match? Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but I don't think, like, during that time, like, even when he gets traded or drafted over to, over to Raw, when he should be in the world title feud, because they didn't have a very good... Like, you couldn't have let that man beat Dean Ambrose for the WWE title? Hey man, he was the best Shut pro up. wrestler. And Dean was over, I guess. I, I mean, mean, he was. Well, they had a good feud for the IC title because they feuded for like six months with the IC title in twenty sixteen or twenty oh twenty seventeen. Whenever he got drafted over to Raw, and I think Ambrose did too, because why not? Um, I think he should have won it at least one time in between his first one and then the most recent one. Um, and I think the time should have been. 2016, 2017. You didn't already do 2018, but he was doing so good in the mid-card with Seth. He so. was pretty hot in 2018. Um, and honestly, I'd have been okay if he if he did it in 2019 as a face. Because he was he was a decent face. He was Shane. pretty damn over as a face. Well, it's, it's not like, hey, we're, we're like you have sympathy now. We can cheer you. It's like, hey, we respect you too we much. Respect we respect the shit out of you because you've been busting your ass for the yeah. past eight, nine years. And you haven't really been given much. It was kind of like it's kind of like well, Kofi was over pretty much the entire. Well, it's kind of like the AJ years. effect. It's like, hey, AJ, yeah. like we're not going to boo you or cheer you. Like we're not going to like no matter what you are, we're going to cheer you because you're just that good of a wrestler. For Miz, it's like, hey, you're such a good promo. You've you've worked for 15 years or whatever, or however long it's been. We're gonna we cheer you because we have we have a, like a huge amount of respect for you. Um, but yeah, 2010 Miz was not great. I don't, I'm not going to say he got the belt too early because mind you, he had already been in the company for five or <clears> four years at this point. Came in. At- Came in technically came in in 04 with Tough Enough, yeah. But he didn't make his main roster debut until about 05, 06 because he was doing the Diva Search. So like, I also heard the story today on how he was getting into WWE. Mm-hmm. He was a reality star, you know. Nobody likes reality mm-hmm. stars on the real world. Yeah. They kept turning him down because he was a reality star. He said he finally gets to WWE. They come to him and go, "Hey, do you want to do a reality TV show?" He goes, "No." How does it feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how Miss TV kind of came up, isn't it? So. Um, By the way, Miss TV sucks ass. I just want to put that out. We've been talking too good about him. Miss TV's terrible. Is it, is it the worst wrestling talk show? You—they're all pretty bad. Have you ever seen Old Piper's Pit? Yeah, it was—it's it was, pretty bad. Pretty, that's pretty good. The only one that I actually liked was the Cutting Edge highlight reel for me. That one too. I always thought I always thought Jerry did such now, old. The worst reel. is yet to come. Yeah, not not new highlight reel. Like the old highlight reel where they had a weird canvas, like 
Andy Warhol paintings everywhere. Like weird. Like, it looked just like a rock star's like living room. It's like I love the Miz, but I hate Miz TV. I love KO, but I hate the KO show. I love Bailey, but Ding Dong Hello nah. doesn't. I no, I love Ding Dong Hello. <laughs> I do not. It, it really doesn't do because she's for me. so annoying. It's great. <laughs> Miz is so annoying too, but the the show but, still sucks. But, but here's like, here's the thing that like I think Miz does well if he has a good partner on the show. What is the difference between Ding Dong Hello? Because Bailey. Let, not, let me finish the damn question a door. first. You're about to ask. Between, Besides the fact there's a door and she's a little bit more annoying. She's like more. I think she's more charismatic, at least in that setting. Because she acts she, the same, I feel like. But she doesn't need like Miz needs a good guest to make Misty be good. Bailey to put whoever on. I think Bailey is pretty good with. Not in my opinion. In my opinion, the show sucks as a whole. So. Well, you hate wrestling talk shows in general. Eh, they're kind of a waste of well, time. Well, yeah, they're stupid. I agree they're <laughs> stupid. But, I mean, if I had to pick... Like, I think Ding Dong Hello is just funny. And that's what it's supposed to be. I think with Miz... We're having a serious conversation about a show called Ding Dong <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you, Ding Dong! Well, I think Ding... Hello. What? No. 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 But with Miz, no! With Miz TV... Oh! <laughs> It's really good with, like, his Miss TVs with Dean were really good. Oh, yeah. His, well, it's because Dean Ambrose's character that he was that he had. Even back. even the ones with Roman were good. Like, the Miss TV fit the Hollywood A-lister gimmick. It doesn't fit what he's doing now. Which is still, like, in terms of an A-lister, but it's still, like, a, it, like I mentioned earlier, it's a, hey, I've been in the company for 15 years, and I've gotten nothing out of it, and it's kind of a, I'm just ticked off. I angry. Yeah. Um, it's not so much of a, I'm a celebrity, treat me, you know, great, as if I, I, I have B-plus movies on ABC Family. Treat me as if I'm something special. I was in the, the last five Marine movies. Do you care? No? Okay. Um, but not not a good match, if we're going back to actual wars we're talking about. Um, not the best match. But next, we had a Fatal 4-Way TLC match for the world title. Edge taking on Kane, our world champion, Rey Mysterio, and Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Dorito. Matches a car crash. I bit a Dorito. I bit a Dorito. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't actually eat it, you just bit it. Yeah. So. Spicy. Was this originally supposed to be two separate matches? Absolutely. It was? I don't. Why, why, why do you think that? Because I was reading up on it. Like earlier in the week, or I guess yesterday, or yesterday when I watched it or watched most of it, it's like this is supposed to be two separate matches, but they combined them together. Oh, did they? That's Monday what, they night, built this up they like a Monday Final Night Raw TLC. I, I distinctly remember them building it like a Fatal Four Way. Because I remember every freaking week on SmackDown, they come out there with teal tables, ladders, and chairs around the ring and a black carpet in the ring, and they'd end up brawling, and someone goes through a table. It was always Fatal Four Way. Oh, and storyline. Okay, this is Alberto and Rachel have a chairs match and storyline. And then Teddy added them to the TLC match. Oh, yeah. I remember that now. Didn't really give much of a reason. Oh, by the way, they were added on the December 17th episode of SmackDown. This show's on December 19th. Two days before the show. <laughs> so, yeah. I forgot Swole, all about that. Play. I could have swore they built it up like a fatal four-way. Okay, so now I, now I remember this. I remember being a kid and thinking, oh, we're getting Edge and Kane TLC match. And then... Teddy Long adds Ray and Del Rio, and my dumbass as a kid goes, "Oh, now it's no DQ." <laughs> <laughs> Before they can only use tables, ladders, and chairs. Now they can use. Now they can use Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Kane's just throwing <laughs> the stereo. 
has him by like the foot, just you know, swinging him. You know how a couple months ago we were we were, we weren't calling Del Rio by his name; we were calling him Convict. Mm-hmm. Charges were dropped. Oh, oh, good. So he's Alberto Dorita. Albert Alberto Dorita. <laughs> um, Should I just offend everybody and try to do Ricardo Rodriguez's yeah. entrance? Yes. <laughs> I want Matthew to do it. We vote Matthew. I vote yeah. Matthew. All in favor? Yep. Oh my god. I was not expecting that. That's impressive. When did you learn to do that? French class. <laughs> and then Del Rio just comes out there moving his hands. This is my destiny. This is my destiny. <laughs> okay. I sounded like George Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> I just want Alberto to come down. You got the golden shower behind him. I got this. <laughs> oh, I watched too much Nick at Night when I was a kid. Oh, dude, remember his Mania 27 entrance when you get this green screen background of this big house and Michael's like, and that is Del Rio's estate in Mexico. I'm like, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> no, that man's living in a brothel in El Paso. <laughs> and all those cars are rentals, so shut up. Oh, yeah. Same with Eddie's lowriders. Everybody thought, oh, Eddie owns all those. No. They, yeah. They rent yeah, them. He wrestles 300 times a year. He has 300 lowriders. <laughs> fucking just, idiot wrestling fans. <laughs> Y'all are so a, stupid. He has 100, but he gets them all painted three times a year. <laughs> he does to Ramon from he the He sends 100 movie. to Los Santos Customs and says, paint all of these. I'll need them later. <laughs> anyway. Los Santos Customs. I, I said Ramon from Cars. Yeah, it works. <laughs> they get nice and slow, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. We've already bashed women. <laughs> this is a terror. This We're is like bash re- women. We can't bash this cars, is, too. This is WrestleMania 31 level when, like, uh, what was it? What was it I said? Where I forgot that radio you was. Mentioned, a, yeah, I didn't know that yeah. the movie Radio was based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah. I figured I'd bring that up one more time. You know, might as well. Probably something else was said. Probably. Ryan, Ryan joking about dead people, you know, stuff like that. Well, you know, what are they going to do? So, this is a... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus so, this is a... <laughs> what are they going to do about it? I mean, am I wrong? No. <laughs> I don't want to say you're right. <laughs> you don't have to. You just have to say I'm not wrong. That's true. That Anyways, doesn't mean I'm right. This match, this match is a back and forth. This will be our one episode that gets a lot of views, and we just get bashed. Yeah, I'm down. Oh, this we is, don't even make money off this anymore. This is mind. a car crash of a match. Uh, it even gets to the point where all four of them go to the stage area in a TLC match. At one, yeah, at yeah. one point. Uh, we see Edge give Kane a spear, Mysterio, and then climbs one of the tables that was hanging from the stage and jumps yeah. off of it onto Kane. By the way, set is really cool. Yeah. Is th- this is the set they started doing, like where they hunt like chairs, ladders, tables. They hunt all that like on the stage area. It's pretty cool. Um, we then see Del Rio, Mysterio, and Edge return to the ring where Edge blocked Mysterio six one nine with a chair. Mysterio and Edge both climb the ladder and then both follow the canvas. During this time, Ricardo Rodriguez climbs the ladder only to be choke slammed by Kane. People forget Ricardo Rodriguez wrestled in developmental, and he's pretty good too. Yeah, he had a match with uh, Hager, I think. Well, was it was it in was that in 2013 when Hager was doing the like conservative gimmick? Oh my god, dude! Could you think of a more racist gimmick? There is the time where Jim the Anvil Nine Art did wear a clan hood against Virgil. That is true. Didn't someone wear blackface too? Oh yeah, Dustin Rhodes. 
No, I remember since she does that picture, and I was like, oh. <laughs> um, didn't Roddy Piper do it too? Oh, he did. <laughs> there have been multiple. Oh God. Oh no. We don't have to go down this road. <laughs> this Dustin Rhodes. I forgot I wanted no, to cover the, WrestleMania the six. <laughs> because the crossroads. We're at a crossroads here. We can either keep talking about this or move on with the show. So you either get hot rod or hot scott. I I, 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 I say we move on to you say the, move on. Okay. Well, I, I I would like to touch on this TLC match a little bit. It was, it, touch it. I'm gonna touch it good. There was some. There was. Some, don't touch me. Seriously, don't. Don't. Ah, oh, oh, you did it. No, no. Uh, don't touch me there. No, so this swear. match was a car Shut crash. Up. Alberto Del Rio's plunge off the ladder through the table, like at ringside. I really want to talk about Michael Cole's call on that because mm-hmm. Del Rio had the title in his hand, and then Mysterio started pushing the ladder, and Michael Cole goes, <clears throat> "Del Rio's got the title. Mysterio's got the ladder. Something's got to give. It's gonna be Del Rio." Throw a table. Do I? Do I take don't throw a table on the floor? <laughs> and then <laughs> Kane tombstones Ray and l- l- lets out this evil laugh. <laughs> I'm a mayor. Not yet. Edge comes in, smashes Kane's leg with a chair while he's on the ladder, spears him off the apron through a table. Kane smacks the back of his skull on the table. You could hear it. No way he doesn't have a concussion after that. Concussions aren't real. <clears throat> Edge wins the title. It'd be his last world title victory unless he wins it at Mania this year, which, wow, that's probably not going to happen. Didn't he? No, didn't he get stripped of the belt in 2011? Not be- before Mania. Before Mania? Didn't he get stripped for the belt? Like, strip for, like, no. I, th- I thought he got stripped of the title because he used the spear, and that's how Ziggler won his first world title. And then oh, Edge wins shit. it. You're right. <laughs> so... <laughs> So this was his 10th world title. Yes. 11 it, happens when he beats Ziggler. Where? At the chamber or something? Or on? A, oh, it's just on an episode of SmackDown. Yeah. I think it was Vicky's <clears throat> special guest round. Oh, God. This is terrible. <laughs> Why didn't we cover that, Ryan? <laughs> Too late. We've only got four more episodes left. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm no, just gonna, I'm, we're just gonna, my one-off's going to be that episode of SmackDown. I'm good. So we're, actually, we're all good. How Dolph Ziggler get the title? Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> Dolph yeah, Zoolander. Sure. Won the belt with blue steel. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, match went twenty three minutes. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It was pretty good. I actually, I have actually seen this match. It's pretty good. Mm hmm. You know, it's even better that this isn't your main event. <laughs> your main event isn't even a world title match. Chairs match. It's a chairs match. It's a super grudge chairs match, brother. It's Wade Barrett, you know, leader of the Nexus. Not really over. Anymore. You're either the Nexus, Nexus or you're John against. Cena. I mean, fair. Taking on John Cena. It, By the way, the vignettes were Cena was just taking out Nexus throughout the whole night. Like that chair shot to Husky Harris yeah. through the door. And he just pops around the corner. Hey! Cena in 2010 was just a menace, dude. I love how he also went, like, he would be in the room <clears> beating the trap out of people with chairs. And he would hold the chair up as if it's the spinner belt. Like one hand in it, just like <laughs> oh, showing yeah. off a of pride. I wanted him to do the little deadlift celebration he does when he does like cleans it and like just smacks himself in the face with it. By the way, I've never seen Cena look like he was having more fun than this match, dude. He looked like he was having a freaking blast. I think this whole entire storyline was having a blast because he did a lot of funny stuff. With That's true. Um, we see CM Punk made his way down to the ring for commentary. They're already planting the seeds for Punk Cena. Mm-hmm. 
Like, throughout the whole Nexus storyline, they were planting those seeds. This was like a whole year build-up. Did they ever face off before? Mm, I don't think they did. No. This was a year-long build-up for their feud during the summer. Hmm. For, that's crazy. Back and forth match. Um, we see Wade Barrett grab the steel steps. I don't think he uses them, though, because if he does, he'd be disqualified. Which brings me to this. The concept of a chairs match is dumb. Like, you can use a chair, but nothing else. Batista lost the previous year because he hit a low blow on Taker. And then hit him in the head with the That's chair. That's right. Teddy oh Lowe restarts my the match. Gosh. Taker tombstones him on a chair. <laughs> Wins. Um, but in a tables match, you can use whatever the hell you want to. A ladder match, you can use whatever the hell you want to. Chairs match, nope. Only chairs. Only steel to flesh. Well, if it was steel to flesh, you could use the steps. Only but, but, steel but, chairs But, but, but it flesh. has to be steel that has there been morphed and formed into a chair. And, and then Cena brings out that office chair, and Punk goes, I don't think that chair's legal. <laughs> 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 to be fair, is it legal? It says chairs match. They, it doesn't say he used the steps match. as a weapon, because he altered the positioning of the steps, and then... To make it like a chair. <laughs> no. <laughs> or you can sit on the stairs. He just Again, <laughs> it wasn't legal, because he altered the positioning of the steps and rolled Barrett down the entrance ramp into the steps. But this is John Cena DQ. we're talking about. DQ. No, this is Cena. Count out, too. Shit. So I'm so no, here's, a no DQ match. <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking could have happened. I think Cena, okay, with his superpowers, took the steel steps, and with his telekinetic thesis that he has, his hypotenuse, took the steel steps and mighty morphed them to where only the ref. Like he did some Wandavision stuff. Where he brainwashed the ref into thinking that the steps were chairs. It was just the giant Big Show chair. Oh, God. <laughs> That's it. it was just the giant Big Show chair. By the way, I love how a back body drop on the stage where Barrett took the majority of the impact DQ. on his feet. Out cold. He puts him in that roller chair. Barrett slumped and he splashes water in his face to wake him up. I remember this match as a kid. Just John Cena finding creative ways to beat the living shit out of Wade with chairs. It was a little bit more back and forth than I remember it being. Yeah. But John Cena still beat the shit out of this man with just chairs. Yep. And water. And still steps. That's why he's and a pallet. And the set. And a million chairs. And a ramp. Which, by the way, DQ is the ramp. Even though it's steel, it's not a steel chair. But now, you can sit on the ramp. Now you just see Cena grabbing the ramp. Just <laughs> the entire <laughs> damn ramp. Just kills everyone in like the front 15 rows. Um, we didn't get the end spot. Cena sets up six chairs. Oh, by the way, Wade Wade countered a shoulder tackle by putting a chair up. It was awesome. Yeah, that was a good spot. Uh, and Cena also did a leg drop off the top rope with a chair as if he was Sabu. Didn't, Sabu. He, didn't he also do Spoon. a... Didn't he do his... Um, did he not do a signature bulldog onto a chair? Or am I thinking of the, Yes, he did. Uh, Early in the match. Yeah. I love how Cena was playing like cat and mouse with him at the beginning. Like kind of yeah. running from him like a coward yeah. or whatever. Um... <laughs> You wrestle like a coward. Oh, man. Don't make me. Cena then uh, sets up two rows of chairs and delivers an attitude adjustment onto all six. Punk makes an awesome comment. That was the damnedest attitude adjustment I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you, you, that's, uh, would you rather, I would rather go to a table. Oh, any day of the week, yes. Oh, like, that would, I mean. The chairs don't cushion shit, dude. No. The table does if it breaks. Yeah, yeah. it's to. it's like when uh if someone else falls with you, maybe. 
They I turn you I, over the right way. Too. I, fe- I no, fe- not well, drop you If someone head. didn't have me in a, I don't know, a ringing triangle choke, <laughs> you could still fall. Follow us on TikTok. Yeah, by all he, means. Could, he couldn't rotate you because you held on to him. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you held on to my head <laughs> as if you're about to scorpion death drop me. So he tried to go with you like a Death Valley driver, and it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> almost, shit. Almost, <laughs> almost gave me the worst bump. I did give you the worst bump possible, actually. He's here. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't work. <laughs> I will never forget that sound. That hurt. No shit. <laughs> you smacked your head on a wood um, table. But uh, it's kind of like uh, when Kevin Owens set up like a a tower of chairs in his match with Roman. Whenever, which I don't know oh, how we yeah. have not covered this where he fought Roman with Jericho in a shark cage. <laughs> Well, shark cage? Yeah, he was putting a shark cage over the ring. She got Jericho sitting there with a list and a cup. Just sitting there like, Kevin, come get this? me. This was 2016? 15? 17. Just the <clears throat> next month, Colbert beats him in like 40 seconds. <laughs> Can we please just move on? I heard that. I hear that. Um, Cena wins in 19 minutes. And then... He, as Bear is crawling back to the locker room, he just, like, punks on commentary saying, like, he he, can't, he doesn't even know he's there. He's crawling to the locker room. This is unnecessary. And, and then Cole, who's only a heel when the Miz is in the ring, oh, well, come on, punk. The Nexus tortured Cena for the past few months. And he beats the shit out of him with a chair. And they still feud after this. Don't they have a cage match in January? Uh, Is that the one where Punk helped Cena win? That's where he... Fate helping Barrett win and then turned and became the new leader of the Nexus. Oh, the God, that was probably Punk's worst work. Um, I thought he was entertaining as the leader of the Nexus. And that, it dude, just didn't fit, though. That palette that Cena dropped on Barrett, it was so comedic because like, he, he lifts it up, makes it look heavier than it yeah. really was. And when he drops it on him, you hear the thud and you hear Barrett go, oh! Because <laughs> <laughs> you know that had to f- oh, feel dude, terrible. Yeah. Um, that's your main event. Wasn't bad, dude. I actually really liked this match. If it wasn't in the main event, I'd probably be a lot happier. It was a decent match. Cena had fun with it. I think it was a blow off to a big feud, though. Yeah, it's just, but it did it need to be the main event? Because I'm in that mindset. Yeah, it's a big blow off. Just a blow party. Oh, oh it blowed all right. It blowed as the main event. I I thought if you honestly, if you swap this match and the TLC match. I'm I agree because Edge winning the world title is a bigger moment than and Cena I think, winning I think a chair. Yeah, and I think against Wade Barrett, <laughs> I think the world title's got. I think a world title has to go on last. I agree. So, I, and of course, definitely not going to be Miz Randy Orton. Um, you could have done this either right before, or even if you want to do it earlier in the show. I think if this is earlier in the show, I probably enjoy the earlier part of the show a little bit more. But Cena's not going to be the third match on the card no. in 2010. So. Um. Overall, guys, what do you think of TLC 2010? Uh, that's a- well, that's been the triple third review. <laughs> I thought it was okay. The main event scene looks pretty decent. Everything you else. got some stars there. Yeah, you, you have at- some stars in the making. I mean, Cody Rhodes appears in a segment. Daniel Bryan's on a dark. So you have like young guys there, but they're not doing anything, which I think is my biggest issue. I mean, Daniel Bryan just wrestled for the U.S. title. In a dark match. <laughs> ah. Against Ted, ah. Ted DiBiase Jr. What if they still did dark matches today in the Thunderdome era? <laughs> just with no one. Oh. If you think about it. You pay your however much money to get in, and you just get to is see... Is main, main event still a dark match? Well, they put it on Hulu, so... 
That's true. What if uh, what if they did dark matches before the show and they just had people that were in the Thunder Room come in early and watch it, like, just for them? That'd be pretty cool. They'll probably do dark matches when they allow fans at Mania. Well, no, they, no they'll probably do They're going to do, like, ten dark matches just because they're so happy for fans to be back. Let's have a whole card. Pre-show before we're gonna we're gonna, it's gonna be like AEW. They're gonna pre they're gonna pre-tape freaking backlash at Mania. Oh my gosh, um, it was TLC was okay. I th- like I said, decent main event scene, a very lackluster mid card, and then you have no tag division. And I figured out some of the tag teams. You had Jericho. Yeah, already done. Big Show. Big Show and Miz. Yeah. Because Miz held three titles at one point. Broken up. Show Miz. Yeah, the Hart Dynasty, which is Tyson Kidd and DH. Really good tag team. And I think they were still around at this point. Because they were actually the first people to hold the Copper Penny titles. Um, Mm -hmm. And after that, I can't... I mean, besides Nexus, Santino, and then Kozlov, I can't... Those are the only three tag teams I know of. Um, So, just lackluster in those areas. Uh, But not a terrible show. So, which brings us to our next one-off. Let's get away from some okay wrestling and get into what I can consider one of the greatest wrestling pay-per-views, if not the greatest Very well could be. of all time. So, of course, because we've covered how many WrestleManias now? Uh, this will be like our 10th or 11th. Yes. All of them, but what? You wanted to cover three, right? I wanted to cover six. Yeah. Because it had Roddy Piper doing the... What? <laughs> I mentioned this. I said, "Give me WrestleMania nine or WrestleMania six. We watched. We watched the <clears> segment <throat> with Piper doing like the half blackface, and we said no. <laughs> um, but our next one off. We're gonna we're gonna dive into some good shows, guys. We're doing WrestleMania seventeen as our next one off. So great stuff. Austin Rock two happens. TLC three, or maybe TLC four. I don't know. Uh, there's a gimmick battle royal features Brother Love, Hillbilly Jim, a bunch of other probably not gonna be Hall of Famers. Well, Hillbilly Jim is a Hall of Famer. Um, oh, and it also features old Freebird Michael Hayes in old Houston. I'm in a battle royal. I'm not going over. Um, I didn't book this terror. And you have a the start of a pretty good series of matches between Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle. And a triple threat hardcore match. There's just tons of stuff on this card. We've covered ten manias. Mm-hmm. This will be our 11th, and our last episode will be our 12th. We've covered a third of the WrestleManias. We've covered close to 50 hours of Mania. I'm, we're not okay, guys. That's why we're quitting if you didn't hear. At least we're not watching, what was that, 34? 35. Yeah. We've already covered that. Yeah. <laughs> Change that, of plans, our next one-off, WrestleMania 35. No. That was rough. <laughs> Dude, I remember sitting there with you and Jordan, and I remember I looked over after the Triple H match, I'm like... How many matches are left? And Jordan was like, I think four. I'm like, are you kidding me? Four? He's like, yeah. You still got the main event. You got uh, you got John Cena and Elias having a set. Dude, there's so much left on that card. Yeah. <clears throat> Triple so, H and Batista were supposed to have a Hell in a Cell match. It, it, wouldn't, it won't work with this. No, Vince said it'd be too messy. <laughs> messy. Well, I'm, I'm sure fake I'm sure. ripping a man's nose ring out. I'm sure there would have been some blood. Oh, dude. It would have been like a ruthless aggression style Hell in a Cell match. So. Um, but yeah, WrestleMania 17 is the next one-off, guys. And after that, only like three more. Two more. Something like that. I don't know. Yep. Ryan will get to choose one. God help us all. I'll get to choose one. And then our final episode, final episode means 28. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um... 
Guys, if you enjoy listening to this, tune in every single Monday for now. Um, if you enjoy listening to this, uh, we're sorry. We're, we're, we're quitting. We love you. <laughs> As we super kick super you kick. the mic. Um, follow us on social media at Triple Threat Review. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Which, by the way, guys, TikTok isn't going anywhere. It's just, we, you know, may change some stuff around, but not the point. Um, not the point. Not the point. Just follow us. That's all you, that's all you worry about. Follow us. Uh, it also gives you a lot of information. and kind of keeps you up to date on what we will. Because we are doing something. Like after triple that review, it's just we're working it out. So, um, just tune in there. Follow us on social media, guys. Listen to our episodes every single Monday. Um, We still have t shirts. Go check them out. Prosentees.com slash triple review. Uh, you can still join us on Patreon because once again, that will be sticking around. So, patreon.com slash triple review. Um, we actually, we actually film stuff for that that will. Oh boy. <laughs> that you will get to see. I've got to edit some of that shit. And let me just tell y'all. Fantastic. No, you don't have to edit anything. No. Raw un, footage. Un, uncut. Uncooked. Uncensored. Raw. Raw. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Triple Threat Review. Shout out to Reggie. Of course. Once Thanks, more. Reg. Yeah, we're not doing Love you, buddy. Okay, good. Thank you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, guys. Once again, become a patron. Thanks for letting us do that one TikTok. Bye. Our- <laughs> <laughs> it will come out in at least three days. That's true. Actually, yeah. go on. Now he's gonna do heads or tails every time. Like no, I know when it comes out. Okay. Um. So guys, follow us on social media. Buy the shirts from a Patreon backer. Uh, and listen to our episodes every single Monday. Our next episode is WrestleMania 17. It is sure to be a classic. It's gonna be really fun, guys. Can't wait to release it. Can't wait to watch it. And I've watched it way too many times. So, uh-huh. uh, what's my favorite WrestleMania? Well, that and 20. So, once again, for Wayne Ryan and myself, this has been the Triple Threat Review, and we'll see y'all next time.